quick message from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is a lead creator and provider of premium audio, storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Use our code RICEMBOOM to get one free program retreat. And enjoy today's episode of the Rice and Bean Podcast. Hey. Alright, so a uh, quick uh, uh, you know, thing we want to tell uh, our listeners is that you can contact us at uh, uh, obviously riceandbean at gmail.com or you can contact us through the uh, message section in the Anchor on the Anchor website, which is obviously directly connected to Spotify. Uh, you know, send us a message, tell us what you think, uh, send us your tips and tricks. Uh, anything you guys might want us to review, what do you guys want to talk about, uh, what do you guys want us to talk about next, and, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Daniel, what is our, uh, episode about today? If you'd like to summarize what we're talking about today. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm your host, Daniel, joined by my co-host, Jose. Yo, hello. And we are here tuning in for the rest of the Ah, yes. So, Daniel, what are our topics? Well, today's episode, we'll be talking about figurative language that is used in higher And also, we're also going to be using quotes from the book that we've gone back and skimmed through and found some. And we're here to analyze them and uh, just to talk about how figurative language is used in the book and how the author is generally just using it. Yeah. Right. Alright. So, Daniel? What is your, your first quote that you've uh, taken the time to find? The first quote I would like to talk about is this quote from page two. Mr. Bennett tells a little good. There's one quote, and he says, You mistaken, my dear. I have a high respect for your name. They are my old friend. I have heard you mention them in consideration these last 20 years, that really. So in this quote, Mr. Bennett is just trying to like brush Elizabeth's feeling off, feelings off, and this is through the use of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. He's like sarcastically saying, "I have high respect for your nerves. I, I actually care about you." But in reality, he just like he doesn't really care. He, it's, he just brushes, brushes it off. He gets annoyed of like Elizabeth's attitude towards his father and the statements he made, and he just he just doesn't want to deal with it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And what was the literary technique used in that one again? Again, the literary technique that's used is sarcasm. Sarcasm, nice. See, I have a hyperbole, somewhat similar. Um, and it is from Mr. Collins when he came to visit the Bennets, where he was walking into their house and seeing, uh, what's gonna be mine? Uh, let's see. <laughs> ah, yes, so the quote is, and now nothing remains for me, but to assure you in the most animated language of the violence of my affections. You know, he's very, he's being, you know, he's over-exaggerating the fact that, you know, he, he's, it's a pleasure to see them, quote-unquote. But, uh, he's also saying that, um, you know, his, where he says animated language, his very simplistic and so-called kind language but in reality he is he is there to see what he's probably gonna get in the future what he might which in the end obviously we all know he doesn't because 
You know, Elizabeth gets married, Lydia gets married, and even Jane gets married to Mr. Bingley. From the family, so they wouldn't have to sell the things. Uh, Daniel, what is another quote that you found? That, that you have found? So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> chapter 13, on page 184. And this is the use of dramatic irony. So in this quote, Elizabeth is just thinking to, himself, or to herself and talking to saying, with a strong prejudice against everything you might say, she began to take account of what happened at Netherfield. In this case, she was just reflecting her thoughts with Mr. Collins' proposal, marriage proposal, mm -hmm. Elizabeth. And, I, and this is the use of dramatic irony because at first, she just didn't want to deal with it. She, she hated it. Like, she just hated him. She, she didn't want anything to do with him. And instant rejection with, with, with Mr. Mr. Collins. And in this, in this quote, Elizabeth just actually like considered it. Like, what if I end up getting married with Mr. Collins? What if I just change my mind and say yes? So this is the use of dramatic irony because at first she was just all cocky, all mad, all angry that, that Mr. Collins is like using her as his second choice. And now she actually like recollects and thinks about the other perspective of what would happen and Mrs. Um, would actually like marry her. Ah, yes. So, another quote, well, something that Jane Austen uses throughout her entire story is the use of imagery. Uh, there is a quote I'd like to talk about, and there's another topic as well. Uh, there is, the quote is, Their eyes instantly met, and the cheeks of each were overspread with the deepest blush. Obviously, Darcy, Elizabeth, they looked at each other. They blushed, you know. Uh, the romantic tension is there. Their love is there. But uh, something else, some another aspect that the that Jane Austen uses is, or another example would be when they describe Darcy's manner as, or not manner or mansion or whatever you want to call it, manner mansion, almost the same thing. But um, they uh, Elizabeth describes it when she first get the, gets there as, uh, you know, welcoming, charming calm peaceful beautiful and what's ironic is that Darcy does have some of those at some of those traits deep down but uh in first impressions Darcy Darcy isn't the most welcoming or maybe the most uh you know the nicest person you'll find out there very like the manner um why is Darcy like I have his attitude uh see let me get there. So basically, the imagery of them describing the the manner, uh, it's almost reflecting almost as if it were the opposite of Darcy, even though Darcy owns that manner. Uh, Darcy is very, we, we already know, as we stated before, he's very cocky and things like that. And it's also because he's he doesn't like going out of his social class and also doesn't like going out of his little social circle that, that he has. Because... Luckily enough, Elizabeth was able to, you know, get in contact, well, not get in contact, but, like, eventually talk to Darcy, and Darcy, you know, obviously replies back with uh, his affection for her. And Darcy, Darcy usually, usually does not do that, because he is very self-centered. He keeps a lot of things to himself, because he is very prideful. And that eventually comes back to bite him. But there's also, 
the, this contrast between like the things that Darcy owns, where it's he owns all these, all these, you know, mansions, land, wealth, but obviously he's Probably. the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So, then you, yeah. So in general, we just wanted to tell you guys about the figurative images that we use since. Jane Austen didn't use that much figurative language, but we managed to find some. Because throughout the book, it's just mainly straightforward because every, um, or almost every important event was being told through a dialogue. And we just wanted to tell you guys, like, these specific moments that highlight how, how amazing this story is and how well thought out and how good and complex the story is. Stories, yeah. One more thing to add about is Jane Austen doesn't use that many metaphors, as uh, Daniel has stated before. Uh, it's usually very direct. And if, if anything, the thing that appeared the most was maybe hyperboles and sarcasm, and because yeah, and imagery, yeah. because the characters are very sarcastic to each other, and that's also part of the time period and how that has affected the story. Because yeah, because yeah, you're you're not gonna in the story you're not gonna see it's raining cats and dogs because it just doesn't fit the time period. Right. So yeah, that's another thing to take into consideration with all the the figurative language that was the the literary technique that was used in it, more or less. Exactly. But yeah, this and was. Uh, concluding, this is the yeah. Rising podcast once again, and then we hope you have a great day. Great yeah. Night. Great night. Great afternoon. Yeah, just nice, charming day, and yeah, have a nice, have a nice one. And I hope we can, you know, read those emails, messages that y'all sent us. And we will reach back to you as soon as we can. As soon as we can.